something I can see peering out of that black hole, two luminous disks. The eyes, it might be a face, might be almost oh, 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 heavens. Something wriggling out of the shadow like a gray snake. Now it's another one and another one and another one. They look like tentacles to me. Oh, yeah, I can see the thing's body. Now it's large, large as a bear. Glistens like wet leather, but that face, it's, it's, ladies and gentlemen, it's indescribable, but I can hardly force myself to keep looking at it. It's so awful. The eyes are black and they gleam like a serpent. The mouth is a kind of V-shaped with saliva dripping from its rimless lips. It seems to oh, quiver and pulsate. Welcome back to Parascience, a glimpse into a world unknown at the intersection of the supernatural and the quantifiable. You've already met two of our principal players, Ezra Kay as Agent Graham McAndrews and Maddie Trumbo Gomes as St. Garcia Flores. The two of them have stumbled into a disappearance case that may have a slight paranormal twinge to it. And while they haven't solved any mysteries in the swaying Birch retirement community, the secrets are about to start unraveling themselves. Uh, Ezra, let's pick up back with you. Okay. Where's Alistair? <sighs> Alistair's gone back to the van and headed in the direction of the uh, the 500, the 560s, um, but isn't going to drive right up to the Carmichael's unit. 580s, excuse me. Um, going to go ahead and park kind of towards the, the end of the cul-de-sac and kind of walk around and see if he can figure out, see if he sees the motorcycle. The two houses are only two houses apart, uh, so you absolutely can see the motorcycle parked outside. I'm trying to come up with the appropriate in for talking to the Carmichaels. It's been a while. I'm not planning on trying to pretend that I'm the police concerned old friend like hired by i'm i'm gonna go he i i alistair decides he's gonna go with the uh hired by a concerned old friend if i did a google like if i if i sat in the car for a minute and basically did a quick and dirty kind of research can i find any professional collection professional connections um societies any kind of that thing that kind of a thing that morgan carmichael might have belonged to uh sure um did you say were you just thinking just on a smartphone um no i'll i'll stay in the like park the van kind of towards the end of the cul-de-sac and stay in there and have a look oh using your do, do more of a using your internal computer Yes. Or to supp- I would like to supplement with my internal computer. Excellent. Uh, Mr. Carmichael, uh, Morgan Carmichael, uh, ran a, a construction firm. He, he would be a contractor. Uh, you okay. know, he, that's where he made his fortune. Oh, motherfucker, I should have you roll. 
I probably. Uh, <laughs> I was just gonna let you give it to me. Yeah, well, I mean it's Google though, right? You can just do that. I mean, I I can roll to see yeah. how effectively I search engine optimization. All right, go ahead and do that just so we can have some action here. <laughs> okay. Um. So. Um. It's your call. Intelligence. But like, intelligence plus yeah, whatever. Knowledge. Um. Okay. Uh, all right. Lines. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm good at... Alistair's kind of a information bloodhound. Which, that is exciting, because that means I get to roll two d10s. Smart guy. And then only roll a seven. Well, that's more than enough. Uh, yeah, okay. you are able to look up some very basic information about Morgan Carmichael. He is a, a member of the local Rotary Club, whenever those were an important factor in life. Uh, he mm-hmm. uh, he is a contractor. He made his fortune uh, contracting around. Uh, he got into management very quickly, though, uh, in the 70s or so. Uh, he has since passed his firm down to his sons. This is all on the About page of the family website. Um, mm-hmm. he seems to have made his fortune as honestly as one can make a fortune. Okay. Ethics of that to be discussed S- later. Yeah. So, okay. Um, I will hop into the back and grab, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and assume that this is a cover I've used before, but I would, would like to if I or or you should decide that one but I want to print myself a private eye license so this is a thing that we have discussed uh, together in the past <laughs> that you would have a basically a, a device that allowed you yeah. to forge IDs on the fly uh, yeah. which would be a department asset as you of course are um, constantly uh, jumping across the country pretending to be people that you are not and putting yourself in situations in which you do not belong uh, it's true. Uh, so a private investigator's ID? Yeah, I'm going to go with the private investigator's ID and, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say you don't need to print one out. I'm, I'm, I bet you already have this. Okay, so I grab my uh, PID, which also has the name, as do all of my fake IDs, reads Andrew Graham um, for maximum uh, nondescriptness. And I will head up and knock on the door of number 582. Uh, The person who opens the door almost right away is a uh, taller, more elegant uh, woman in the way that we sometimes describe uh, the elderly as elegant. Uh, She is dressed up, although seemingly for no particular reason. uh, And you can hear the yapping of a small dog in the background. Okay. She lets out a very droll. Who are you? Mrs. Carmichael, uh, Andrew Graham, and I will go ahead and show her my ID. I know this is a little irregular, but I was hoping, if it wasn't too much of an imposition, if I could ask you some questions about your husband. Here, let me see that. She reaches uh, for your ID. I will hand it to her. A private investigator? Who called you? 
The police have already been through here a number of times. I'm sure they have. Um, it's a little, again, irregular, but I can tell you that uh, your husband's service, many years of service with the Rotary Club, have been treasured. And uh, I suppose somebody wasn't quite ready to let go. This reeks of Marcus Bailey. All right, fine. Come come in. It's fine. I don't know what... Thank you very much for your time. I don't know what you'll find here. The police have been through here, well, twice already. I, uh... I have a very keen eye for, uh, lots of things. But, um, I, I promise to look and not touch. Hmm. I suppose so. She walks back into her her foyer, which is uh, decorated immaculately, uh, in contrast to um, our other investigators' exploration of Miss <laughs> Periwinkle's place. Uh, she picks up a wine glass off of the entryway table where she left it, and kind of saunters into the living room. Okay. Um, let's see. If I follow her through the living room, is there anything in this room that is produced by a designer I would recognize from growing up the way that I did. Oh, undoubtedly. There's paintings all over the place. Uh, if you roll high enough, I'll okay. let you bullshit a name. Uh, fuck yeah. What am I rolling? Uh, let's do intelligence plus, um... Hmm. I, I mean, honestly, intelligence plus perception is probably fine. Uh, I think you maybe have, like, a blue blood skill or something like that. I don't... Or asset, I mean, but go on. I I didn't end up with... Uh, I think I might need to futz with my assets again. But um, I definitely have an insatiable curiosity thing, which is the kind of, like, you know, read the back of all of the cereal boxes as a kid, plus photographic memory. So if I've read about it, I probably remember it. Are either of those will be valid in this case. Uh, listener, okay. I said at the beginning uh, during my opening spiel that this game has um, quantifiable uh, character traits. And that is, uh, that is true. Those can help a player uh, one way or another. Um, basically, they are divided into assets and complications. Assets might be, you know, born wealthy or... Um, natural insight, stuff like that. And then complications are, you know, like being an outlaw. People recognize your face and you're in trouble. That kind of stuff. And those can be added to uh, certain roles. Uh, players have to have equal numbers of assets and complications, and that is how they build characters in this game. All right, I'm going to go whole ahead and roll um, intelligence plus uh, insatiable curiosity. And then immediately fling my dice all over the absolutely everywhere. That is a uh, thirteen. Oh, that is. Uh, I think that is more than enough to bullshit a name. Whatever you say will end up being true. Uh, all maybe right. you recognize uh, a painting or something, or or a. I'm gonna say yeah. I recognize uh, the end table. Okay. Um, and just as as she walks past. Um, a mid-century Lamarck. I haven't seen one of those since my uh, great-aunt's estate was auctioned off. Magnificent specimen. Oh, uh, yes, we we are quite proud of it as well. What, what a 
What a keen eye you have. I, I can see why you are an investigator. Uh, you can tell that that remark um, kind of gets you into her good graces. Uh, she appreciates somebody else with taste. Not many, right. not many people notice small things like that, but it's the... It's the details that make a home. It is. It's the details that make a home. And in this case, of course, as you know, it's the small etching on the on the handle. Yeah, and and in in excellent condition too. Yes, well, beautiful. I try to keep this place clean, anyway. I would imagine uh, it's it's difficult to keep going in these sort of situations. Undoubtedly. Did you have any questions for me? I did. I had a few. Um, I, of course, the police have already pursued all of the traditional angles in the matter. But I find it hard to believe that uh, such an upstanding and exemplary man such as your husband would have wandered off certainly doesn't seem the type. No, it certainly doesn't, I agree. But he was here one night, and then the next morning he was not. And there's been no activity on our bank accounts. In, in, I, I know what you all think of me, I'm sure. Um, the police certainly asked it time and time again. I, I, you know, I didn't kill him. I'm not after his money. We earned it together. Of course, no. That the furthest thing from my mind, can, I assure you. You can check my bank records. There hasn't been a purchase in three weeks. I have all oh, the food I I'm... need, and I haven't made any expenditures. I'm actually much more interested in <sighs> in the contours of the life that you and your husband built alongside all of the uh, houses. Sometimes the police are so locked into their dime store novel narratives uh, that they they miss things that come from farther away or farther back. Or ignore things that just... If there was ever anything... And, and I, I assure you, I am... I'm always happy to listen, and I know that sometimes uniforms and badges and all of these things, they make concerns that are quite legitimate concerns seem silly or frivolous, and sometimes it's those little overlooked things that are just the key we need. Just like that Lamarck wouldn't be authentic without its little etching on the handle. Certainly. She says a little more uh, open to you again. So is there anything... Is there anything that bothered you about any of this business, especially in the wake of the other unfortunate gentleman who, uh, went missing. Mr. Samson down the street. Yes, I'm aware. Of course. Yes, I, I wondered... Hmm. Sometimes 
such disturbances in other people's lives throw irregularities in our own into light. Uh, yes, well, that was the first time the police were through here, although I guess they didn't enter the house itself, but, you know, we were questioned when the last time we had seen, uh, uh, oh God, uh, George, um, you know, I, I barely paid attention to the man. I assumed he was off on one of his trips. Um, but mm. it appears that he was not because they found no plane tickets, no nothing, and maybe he just straight up disappeared out of his house. And I, of course, didn't believe any of that because, I mean, where would he go? But then, of course, of course the same thing happened to me two months later with, with Morgan. And um, just to make sure that my notes are in order, what was the precise date that you woke up? Alone. Oh, exactly three weeks ago. Oh, let's throw a date out there. Um, what, whatever is fine. I want to be able to check it against um, moon phases, astrological phenomenon, that kind of a thing. Just oh, covering sure. all of my let's bases go, later. Let's just, uh, yeah. spin out a number and say November the tenth. Okay. November tenth. All right, I will make sure that I keep that in mind. Yeah, so will I. I. I wrote it down, so. Okay, well, now that I've said something. Okay, was the disappearance. And, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure the uh, Mr. Sampson's disappearance through the neighborhood into at least a little bit of uproar um, but did any... Nobody here has any delusions about what this place is, I don't think. People are here until we can no longer be here. And it is not uncommon that we are carried away by a, a fleet of black cars, you understand. I, I, I do indeed. It's, uh, seems a fine place to spend one's twilight years well that was our plan anyway of course it causes it caused alarm but only because it was a little different from the way that most of us leave this place mm. there's usually a notice in the paper no one just no wild theories anyone might have thrown out no one too many drinks at the weekly barbecue and start speculating. I'm I'm not I'm not quite sure to what you're implying, but I'm sure it wasn't true. I, oh, the only, oh, the only no, person I, who's I, been I, making a, a great fuss of it is is that uh, that dreadful woman down the street, Miss Esther Perry. Oh. She let everyone hmm. know what she thought, rambling on about ghosts and whatnot. Ghost. Well, um... she's a bit eccentric. I've been to her place exactly once, and if you ever step inside the front door, you will understand why. I'm. I. Uh, I will certainly gird my loins, as it were. Ah, well. Um. She certainly didn't. <laughs> Just Alistair raises an eyebrow, but in like a. a does the eyebrow raise equivalent of the like finger on nose same hat gesture? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Understood. He 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 he's he's picking up what she's laying down. 
ghosts. Goodness. She and Mr. Samson were close, you understand, so of course she would take it perhaps most to heart, and if the poor dearie needs to imagine that there is some sort of grim specter afoot, well, that's her business and not mine. I only wish she would keep it down for the sake of the neighborhood. Well, I'm, uh, perhaps we can, perhaps I can, uh, unearth a, uh, more mundane explanation and put paid to all of that. Hmm. Well, I hope you Ghosts. don't unearth anything, but anyway. Oh, well, I, I, I do, I prefer only to get my hands dirty in the metaphorical sense. Hmm. Uh, Ezra, the the plot is in your hands. If you would perhaps like to, uh... I I will. I would love to ask for a brief tour, if only so that I can. I want to look at bookshelves. I want to know if Carmichael was had any like passing interest in occult bullshit. Um, maybe that he was hiding from, like, if he had a private study, I just want to, like, tour through the house real fast, and then I will make my, uh, I will make my apologies and go over and visit Miss Periwinkle. Uh, she shows you around to the, to the, the kind of base outline of the house, but she declines to show you, uh, any private study or anything like that. You okay. get the impression that, that in mind. Uh, the Carmichaels, well, when they were the Carmichaels, uh, valued their privacy, and that is perhaps double so now that there is only one of them. Of course. I will keep that in mind, uh, make my excuses, and head over to the Periwinkle house. Um, Maddie, there is a knock yeah. at the door. Okay, I was going to say, I think actually if she didn't have any questions for me, I was probably going to leave the house and go investigate the tree line. Um, so I like to imagine she, I'm like making my own excuses and saying, Miss Periwinkle, I will let you know as soon as I find anything. Uh, yada, yada, yada. I'm opening the door as Alistair walks up. Does that seem um, fair? As, I, yeah, as I'm like, I'm going to say I'm like, I'm like putting up my hand to like knock on the door and you open it. Do that like movie moment. <laughs> oh. Pardon me. My, Fancy my apologies. No one uh, told me that uh, Esther Perry lived with a uh, some <laughs> companion friend. No, no. A, a friend, maybe. Uh, I'm just leaving if you want to talk to her. Um, I, 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 I assume she kind of ushered me towards the door. Yeah, like she's like in the hallway still. Uh, certainly. Yeah. So I glance back and I'm like, well, she's right here if you want to speak to her. I'm actually on my way out. Hmm. Is there anything about Saint, now that I can get a closer look, that would give me a hint as to what it is he does? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I think he looks pretty normal. Um, Okay. No, he's wearing a BuzzFeed Unsolved hat, but like, uh, <laughs> okay. But that's that that's... could that doesn't necessarily mean he's like into like he's a paranormal investigator. That just might mean he likes watching the show. So that is that is entirely legitimate. Um, okay, I don't have. I'm tr like, mm, nope. I don't have a hook. I don't have any reason to. There might be uh... stuff on. If we're looking for a reason to get together, there might be stuff on my motorcycle. I think 
it would not be unreasonable for you to have like okay yeah because i probably would i i was gonna say i probably would stop and look over the motorcycle um out of curiosity just alistair graham mcandrews doesn't believe in coincidences Mm -hmm. so the fact that there is somebody else who doesn't belong showing up at the exact same time is definitely a like hmm yeah and i i I don't know so if i were to to yeah if i were to take a moment to kind of give the motorcycle a once over would there be anything indicated to me that you are uh maddie it is your motorcycle on the level as it were it is definitely the motorcycle of somebody who travels a lot i have a lot of bags and they're all stuffed pretty full i don't think any of them are Mm -hmm. like open um well i don't know i may have like opened up my like the bag where i keep my exorcism books i think i like kind of half closed the flap because i was flipping through them earlier um before i went inside oh i will absolutely open that up i had like that's the insatiable curiosity thing right there yeah I definitely so, will, like, just take a finger and kind of flick it open and look inside. Yeah, and there's a bunch of composition notebooks all that have, like, notes on, like, it'll, the front just says, like, ghost, demon, and then, like, a year underneath, or, like, number one, number mm. two, whatever. They're all pretty, like, blunt. Well, then, I suppose when you open the door and I get a good look, um... I will just turn to Miss Perry and say, um, uh, ma'am, I, I certainly was hoping to ask a handful of questions, but I, I also was hoping for permission, actually, also to, uh, have a peek in your, in your backyard, if you don't mind two people poking around back there. Um, Andrew Graham, P.I., Oh, um, and I will. N- nice to meet you. Are you a, a friend of, of Mr. Flores's? I hope to be. I think we might be here on common ground. Z, did you close the bag again? Yes. Okay. I would have definitely left it as close to how I found it as possible. Okay. She says, oh, yes, you, you look around all you want. You know, just be careful. It, it is getting darker. And she shuts the door. Okay. All right. Uh, I go to my bag. Um, I'm going to get my, like, big Magnum flashlight. Um... Yeah, I definitely have a flashlight and my field notebook and stuff so the sun is beginning to set the twilight hours are starting to gleam over uh this area as it uh begins to turn darker and you find the two of you standing out in the cool uh crisp air of fall uh around this motorcycle each with a flashlight in hand uh yeah i'm gonna take my uh, machete with me but that's it i think i'll leave everything else I definitely, Alistair definitely raises an eyebrow at the blade, but... A lot of foliage back there, man. And, uh, yeah, I, of course, um, certainly. I will put out a hand, um, and just say, uh, Flores, that was what she said, right? 
Last name, yes. My, you could just call me Saint. Saint? Alistair McAndrews. Pleasure to meet you. Hmm. I don't think that's the name I heard inside. Uh, I take his hand and I shake it. I uh, suspect you're probably not a PI either, huh? Investigator, yes. Private, no. All right, man of mystery. Let's go investigate some trees, huh? Sure. I'm hoping... I, you seem like a man who uh, knows his way around this sort of thing. I assume you've already discussed a handful of things with Miss Perry. I wonder if you might fill me in while we walk. Absolutely. Uh, exchange of information. Sounds good to me. Uh, Certainly. Who you end up speaking with, I assume, someone else, or did you just arrive? Mrs. Carmichael. Mm, okay. Two sides of the story. Uh, Miss Perry yeah. Winkle was more familiar with George. Uh, that's uh, as as uh, Miss Car Mrs. Carmichael was uh, quick to point out to me. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think we start probably picking our way down. Yeah, getting into the yeah the tree line. Yeah, we'll walk towards the tree and yeah, head into the tree line. Flashlights out. Alistair, answer a question for you, will you? Probably. Uh, I shine the like the flashlight through the trees and I think it's probably getting dark right so it casts some very strange shadows do you believe in ghosts yes wonderful I think we might have some maybe something worse I'm not sure yet Mrs. Periwinkle certainly believes so sorry Miss Periwinkle ghosts hmm if I pull out my phone and have a quick Google, I would like to just double check the moon phases on both of the nights of the disappearances. Uh, certainly. Um, uh, would you like me to tell you fake moons? I, if only if it's only if it stands out to me as were they the same moon phase? Was it full? Was it? dark uh no totally different and and um different times okay. of year and everything so all right so no correlation no, no. okay good plan that was mostly i just wanted to double check to see if there was one yeah she sees uh pale figures uh often at night a couple times during the day not throughout the night they seem intangible uh they are staring straight ahead they're not making eye contact with her but they are staring ahead kind of blankly um and she hears screams every time it happens. Distant, further into the trees. She seems to think that George is one of them. I'm not so sure. Did she... Hmm. Does this remind me of any thing I've read about? Uh, in what respect? Oh, uh, Can I... from the department? Yes. Can I can I match up any of these details to any kind of previous missions or mission reports that might have made their way across my desk? Uh, sure, if you want to roll for it. Okay. Uh, fuck yeah. Can I roll intelligence plus knowledge? Absolutely. Alright. Well, I can if I can locate my D10. Well, Ezra is rolling. Uh, Maddie, your character, Saint, is staring off into the trees, kind of panning the flashlight back and forth. 
um, and you are getting a sort of uncomfortable feeling in your body, uh, kind of kind of peeling itself over your shoulders and back again, sort of an ebb and flow as you stare out into the trees. Most of the trees are dark. There are clusters of white ones, though. And the way your flashlight bounces off of those white ones unnerves you ever so slightly, like you are unable to make eye contact with them for too long. And that sort of pulsing sensation seems to inhabit your bones as you stare out into the woods. I turn the flashlight off. Wonderful. What do I see? You stare out into the darkness, and darkness is pretty much all you see. But you will notice that those white trees have a bit of a glow about them, and maybe it is your eyes still adjusting, maybe it isn't. But it almost seems that they are brighter than they should be. And in the total silence of the forest, as Alistair is flipping through his memories, you hear a branch snap, and your eyes look up to eyes that are looking down on you. Nikki, describe Jules. Am I in the tree? (laughs) You sure are. (laughs) Holy fuck, that's such a Jules thing to do. (laughs) Amazing. Could you describe Jules for me and why they're in a tree? (laughs) Looking down on you uh, is a smaller woman with uh, bushy curly just mess like a like just a mess of curly short uh light brown hair and big bottle rim glasses that reflect light off of them like if you shone the flashlight up they would just reflect light down like a cat's eyes when you shine a light in them <laughs> and uh she's uh wearing uh like a a down vest and that gives her kind of a bigger appearance than she actually is and like baggy cargo pants uh that are way too big for her so uh at the waist the belt is cinched like she's had to make new holes in the belt to get the pants to fit and in one so she's grabbing onto the tree with one arm and in her other arm, she has a shotgun. <laughs> and it's pointing down at you. Okay. Okay. Hey, Saint, how are you reacting to that? So you're holding a shotgun. Um, are you just holding it, or is it, like, aimed? Uh, it's not aimed at you, uh, but mm-hmm. it could it could turn that way in at literally okay. any second. Okay, well that changes. It's, it's things. kind of like you're um, you're looking at an animal that is ready to attack you. But but you're not like It's the it's you're not, not two handed holding. No, it's it. not aimed at ready to fire. Okay, that's the important part. Um But it might be if you like make too sudden of a movement. I think he sits down and he looks up and he says Hey there. Alistair looks up at this point and sees this. Her eyes just kind of scan over Saint, kind of narrow a little bit behind the glasses, but then look at Alistair, and there's just... And she she kind of leans back in the chair, 
or in, in the chair. She leans back in the tree uh, so to free up her other arm and just looks like stares with this anger in her face at Alistair and uh, raises the gun a little bit. Hey, whoa, hey, ah. whoa. What are you doing here? There have been people missing. We, yeah, there's people missing and a few other things. Yeah, and I'm sure you had nothing to do with that. No, we're the answer to those kind of questions. Usually not the ones making them happen. Yeah, that's exactly what someone like you would say. Someone like me. Yeah, the ones in the in the, really in the, sure in the black cars with the black suits. The ones who have been talking like, over the radio. You're welcome to search me. I don't have a radio. She kind of, she, uh, drop, then drops down from the tree. She's, and then you can see exactly, like, she's, like, probably about 5'4", five, 5'3", five, or 5'4", considerably shorter than both of you guys. But, like, firecracker energy. Like, there's way too much going on inside this tiny little body, and it might explode. <laughs> okay. Mood. I, I I will I will definitely like I'm still holding onto my flashlight, but I will like keep my free hand like open and away from my body so that she can see that there's nothing else in it. Are are you uh, in the habit of hanging around in the woods behind this place? Not like it's any of your business, but I live around here. Oh, and and. I said it was none of your business. And I don't need to know anything more about that. But if you live around here... I had to come find out who was scaring I off Bigfoot. <laughs> Sorry! That was in character, by the way. <laughs> You're fine, give it up. I think that answers the question I was just about to ask. Uh, so... Unrelated to Bigfoot... <laughs> Uh, do you live in the woods? I'm not going to ask more personal questions. It's just I need to ask that question before I could ask my next question. Yeah, I live in the woods. Have you seen anything um, unnatural recently uh, or heard anything unnatural specifically within the past couple of months? Yeah, the government. Unsettling. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but things this that I don't know. I might... thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> No, Nikki, you're, you're fine. You're fine. I understand. Uh, I think Saint, Saint starts to stand up now. Um, but, like, hands out also. Like, flashlight in one hand, but, like, hands out. Um, talking about pale figures and screaming, usually at night, uh, specifically near the tree line. I bet Bigfoot took them. I've been noticing a lot of activity around here lately. It has to be like what it people... is. Bigfoot usually in the habit of spiriting away retirees. I've been researching his diet for a long time and still. I mean, very well. <laughs> it very well could be. I'm sorry. Okay, here. I'm just gonna be, like, straightforward and honest with you. Cool? So, there's a couple of men who have gone missing recently. The lady who hired me seems to think that there's some kind of supernatural thing involved. Probably ghosts. Because that's what I do. I'm into ghosts. That sounds like that's not going to be a problem for you. So, excellent. And we're just trying to figure that out. So, if you have anything related to specifically to missing men from this retirement community, 
I would love to know. My name's Saint, by the way. Nice to meet you. Uh, I think he holds his hand out for a handshake. Not expecting that there will be hands shaken, but, like, because it's polite. She kind of, she still has, like, the shotgun in both hands. She, like, looks down at your Mm -hmm. hand, kind of does that, like, kind of a little nose scrunch. Narrows eyes, looks at your hand, looks at you, looks at your hand, looks at you again, slowly takes a tiny step forward, reaches out, shakes your hand for like a split millisecond as if she's not really sure that's how that's supposed to happen, and then takes it back again. Yeah, that's a victory. Nicely done. Knew that good-natured asset would come in handy. <laughs> so, any anything? Any information? I I don't know about my friend back here. My friend who I just met, by the way. It seems like maybe you have uh, beef. I'm probably going to go start investigating the forest itself, but if you have anything before I do that... Are uh, you sure you're ready to be investigating a forest like this? Why? Because it's deep and dark and there's a lot of shit in there. I've seen a lot of deep and dark things. That didn't sound as cool as it sounded in my head. <laughs> it hardly ever does. You need someone to... I guess guide you around. I've been in here for a fair number of years. I would certainly take it, if you're offering. You sound like just the sort of woman we want to talk to. I can, uh, set aside some time out of my weekend. It's a weekend, right? Oh, it is now. No, that was yep. in character. It's funnier if it's like a Wednesday. That was in character. Jules <laughs> yeah. doesn't know what day of the week it is. Sure, it is canonically Tuesday. Um, when you don't work, a regular schedule every day is kind of a weekend if you're not working, so... But technically, I'm working right now, so I guess it's not the weekend. Do what you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. Like hunting Bigfoot. That's Mm -hmm. what I'm saying. (laughs) We all have our passions. Alright, fine. I guess I can show you around. Miss Bigfoot Hunter, I promise to keep the personal questions to an absolute minimum. You can call me Jules. Jules. Pleasure. Alistair McAndrews. Oh man, you even have a... Alright, come on. Yeah, he does kind of have one of those names, right? Like, I did sorry, I didn't say that to you when we met, because that's rude, but now that somebody else to back me up, you kind of have one of those names. Absolutely. I will be impressed if there is a joke you can make about it that I haven't heard. Well, considering you grew up with that name, I would say so. Builds character. I'm afraid it's here at the meeting of these three minds that I'm going to have to end this small portion of our story. What you've been listening to was Parascience, a glimpse into a world unknown. It was an actual play horror adventure told to you through Cortex. Our players were Ezra Kay as Eyes on the Ground agent Alistair McAndrews, and Maddie Trumbo Gomes as capable young man St. Garcia Flores, with Nikki Bolin as the monster in the woods, Jules Ortiz. As for myself, I was your game master and disembodied voice, Ben Hamlin. I was also the producer of this show. Our theme song was by the incorporeal Johnny Ronaldo, and our logo was created by the haunted visage of Tara Bossart. This show is brought to you by Infinity Break, where we're telling stories our own way. You can follow us on social media at InfinityBreak23 and check our website and all our other tabletop shows, live and dead, at InfinityBreak.net. If you'd like to help this show succeed, there are a good many ways to do that. You can help spread the word about this show on social media and by simple word of mouth. Don't forget to use the hashtag Parascience, and while you're at it, why not tag InfinityBreak23? We have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash infinity break where you can start donating to infinity break for as little as $1 a month. And finally, if you listen through Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave a review. Reviews help us rise in the podcasting charts and help more people stumble across our show. 
like a body in the woods. That's all for now. Let parasites drift into the back of your mind and let the seeds of doubt begin to plant themselves where you sleep. We'll be back in two weeks' time, right here on Infinity Break. Thank you.